Hello and welcome to Dedicated Packers, the podcast where we do care about the Green Bay Packers, and we don't care about anything else. Let's go! Alright, hello and welcome back to Dedicated Packers. It is Thursday, February 22nd, just a day after you might notice I released the last episode. Here's the deal, I've been having thoughts for a little bit about releasing more frequent episodes, and I think that is exactly what I'm going to start doing. I think that our news segment at the beginning of episodes is great. I really love that because I think it allows me to address any sort of minor things that are going on in the Packer world and then jump into what I want to jump into. But I do think we run into a couple issues with that. First of all, if there's major news going around that doesn't directly fit into the topic of my episode, i.e. a Jeff Halfley press conference, that can really extend the news segment. And I end up spending, oh God, a third of the show talking about Jeff Halfley and his press conference. And then you guys have to sit there and listen to a one hour long episode, only 40 minutes of which are on the actual topic. And it gets difficult for me to transition from Halfley into the, into the, the, whatever the topic of, of my episode is. So what I want to do is I want to start releasing more frequent episodes. Anytime there's some sort of big news that I think is worthy of discussing, I'm going to come on and I'm going to discuss it as soon as it happens. I also think this helps address the issue of bits of news getting outdated. If I were to talk about the Jeff Halfley press conference on Sunday, you guys would have three three days to, to have learned about the news. By the time I talk about it, you might think, Bleh, boring, bland, I just read about this on Cheesehead TV or The Athletic. I don't need to hear you talking about it again. So I want to get this instant, faster reaction out there in this episode, and I want to continue to do that with news going forward. For example, if the Green Bay Packers happen to sign some major free agent, I'm going to, to put out news about that. I want to be able to give you more frequent but shorter episodes so that our news segment at the beginning doesn't take up a bunch of time. Now, with that being said, this explanation of why I'm doing this episode has almost taken three minutes. So, let's jump right into what happened today. Earlier today, about five hours ago, maybe six hours ago now, Matt LaFleur and Jeff Halfley had press conferences. We got to hear an extended amount from both of them. We're gonna start by looking at what Matt said, I've got some key points from what Matt said to go over. Then I have key points from what Jeff Halfley said. I want to talk a little bit about what we can take away from what Halfley said as a on a on the broad broader scale. And then, well, I'll get out of your hair, and you guys can go on and wait for for Sunday's episode, assuming some more massive news doesn't break. So, Matt Lafleur's press conference. Let's jump right into that. First thing Matt LaFleur did was, you know, he was asked about the, the move away from Joe Barry, and he, he mentioned how much respect he has for Joe, how much he's grateful for his time with Joe Barry, but he also mentioned that it was a tough decision, and ultimately they felt really good about Halfley, really good about the interviews, felt really good about what Halfley can bring as a leader, and Matt did address the connections that he has to Halfley through Kyle Shanahan, who's worked with Halfley, and Matt's obviously very close with Kyle Shanahan. Matt's brother, Mike, 
worked with Jeff Halfley at two stops. Mike was most notably an offensive assistant, I want to say. He worked in, in some offensive role in San Francisco while Jeff Halfley was the defensive backs coach there. So connections and Matt clearly liked what he saw in Halfley. And based on what I what I heard in today's presser, I can see why. Then Matt was kind of asked what the scheme is going to look like with Jeff Halfley. And he said right off the bat, the scheme, quote unquote, is going to look different under Halfley. He said that, and he knew this scheme would be different when he brought in Halfley, but he said that he thought this scheme would be easy to adjust to with the personnel that the, 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 that the Packers have on defense. He mentioned how much he wanted to ensure that the guy they brought in at DC would fit their pieces. So that's nice to hear. He's looking at who they have on defense saying, okay, let's match that with the guy that we're going to bring in. I, I mean, hell, that's, that's much better than the, what they were doing with Joe, right? Because... I'm not sure there was a single piece on that defense that fit with what Joe Barry was trying to do. He also mentioned that Halfley is going to run more of a 4-3 defense. That's not a big deal. He said, you know, they were always just looking at personnel. They weren't looking at bringing in 4-3 versus 3-4. It was looking at personnel, how schemes are going to fit that. And then obviously talking to the guy, getting a feel of the guy. He also mentioned that he checked with Goody and ran, ran this hire through Goody and said, Hey, Goody, what do you think of this? Goody obviously was like, great, love this. This guy's actually going to use the pieces I draft. And so they they went through with the hire. They Matt did mention they're still totally working through with what everything's going to look like schematically, but he feels good about where they're at. So where are they at? What does Matt want this defense to look like? He was asked, basically, what's your vision for the defense? What do you want this Packers defense to look like? You fired Joe Barry. Where do you go now? And the first words out of his mouth were, I want us to be a fast, physical defense. I want us to attack the football. Lovely. Music to my freaking ears. He did also note that he wants them to be more quote-unquote vision-based on the back end. What that means is he wants the defense to keep their eyes on the quarterback. Make sure that, you know, when the quarterback's throwing the ball, they are able to, to go to where the quarterback is looking flow that way. Also, when the quarterback's scrambling, they can get out there and they can tackle the quarterback instead of having their backs turned and letting the quarterback get away. Now, what does that sound like to you? That sounds like more zone coverage because defensive backs can't have eyes on the quarterback when they're in man. More zone coverage. Now, this could also mean other things. For example, maybe more QB spies. Who knows exactly how this is going to translate, but I do think that this comment is interesting. And I think that when you hear this comment from Matt, you can sort of say, yes, Jeff was known for his extreme amount of man coverage. This is still the NFL. This is still a league where man coverage cannot be run every single play or 50% of the time even. The Packers are still going going to be a zone-based team. And that is, Joe Barry has trained us to believe that that is inherently a bad thing. That is not inherently a bad thing. There are a bunch of positives to zone most of the best defenses in the in the in the league run zone now the 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 chiefs with spags who were i would say one of the best defenses in the league this year they obviously ran some man but they also had to run zone too baltimore had to run zone the the 49ers defense that the packers could never knock off they were extremely vision based right so i don't think this comment inherently is a bad thing it is uh, worth noting though that this vision based approach probably signals that it's not going to be a full-on Steve Spagnuolo level shift to man coverage. Matt also said 
when talking about his vision for this defense, and this is probably my favorite thing from him, he said play style is the emphasis and was the emphasis with this hire. He said, as an offensive guy, every single scheme has flaws. There are holes you can poke in every single scheme. The thing that distinguishes the good defenses from the bad ones is play style. And he kept talking about a relentless play style. It is not about scheme. It is, and I said this, I said this back when we were talking about looking at defensive coordinators. I don't care what scheme they come from. Now, preferably, we're not looking at the Brandon Staley, Vic Fangio scheme, the one that Barry ran. Obviously, that's been unsuccessful at a lot of stops in the NFL. But in general, it's not about scheme. It's about play style. Matt seems to know that. I would guess that's a big part in, in him bringing in Jeff Halfley, and I love to hear that. Then Matt was asked on about each coach specifically. You know, what did he like in each coach? Obviously, he talked quite a bit about Jeff. He mentioned some of the things he likes about Jeff. One of the things that he mentioned was the fact that Jeff makes it easy for his players to go out there and let their natural ability take over. In other words, he's a clear communicator. He says, this is what I need you to do. This is your job. And then once the players are on the field, they're not thinking, they're not out there overthinking things, they're out there flowing to the football, playing fast and free. You have to love that. He, Matt said, sort of in addition to that, that he values making things easy on the players. That's awesome. So you you love to hear that. And he had a nice answer. I think it was, I can't remember. Man, the names of reporters who ask these questions are really escaping me, so I'm sorry. I should have written it down. But he had a nice answer when he was asked what can you do to make things easy on a player? And he said, basically, learn each player individually. Some players can handle more than others. But in general, give each player a singular focus so that when they're out there, they know their job and they're doing their job at the highest level. It's not if this, then that, if this, then that, if this, then that, if this, then that. They're not playing quarterback out there. Go out there, flow to the football. You know your job. You know your big main focus. Go do that. That was nice to hear. I love hearing about just letting players play fast, free, making things easy on them. He also said that he thinks Jeff's got a great perspective, mentioned the fact that he was a head coach in college and how that might help him and Jeff think on the same wavelength, be on the same page on things. And this was something interesting. He mentioned how appealing Jeff's ability to lead from the back end is. So... What that means to me is Jeff Halfley obviously has a background of a defensive as a defensive backs coach. He's got a he's Matt said he's got a great knowledge on on all three levels, but I do think his specialty is in the back end, and I think this move maybe signals from Matt that he is very unhappy with the secondary play, as he should be. And I don't think the move necessarily on the whole signals that, but I do think he would like to see the secondary play much better, and I. Do believe that Matt thinks Jeff Halfley is a is a big piece of that, and so that's going to be interesting. But Matt also praised the other coaches. He said he thinks they've surrounded Jeff with a bunch of good coaches. They have a, a diverse background as a coaching staff, and something he said, and something we're going to talk about. Jeff saying he said that he thought all of the guys they brought in were good teachers, and he said, which he was more than correct in saying. That is ultimately what matters the most. And that's right. That is what matters the most. Happy to hear that he thinks that way. Uh, another interesting note, last sort of defensive thing, Matt was sort of asked about energy, how 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 much he cares about a DC being a rah-rah guy. I don't think he cares necessarily too much about yelling, but he did say he expects Halfley to bring great energy every day. And it's important that, that uh, a coach does bring great energy because how can you ask a, a, a team to go out there and play with a lot of energy 
if the coach is in there sitting flat and, and standing flat and not getting them excited. So that was interesting. That was what he said on the defense. I, nothing too groundbreaking. I think the big takeaways from Matt were play style, his emphasis on play style, vision-based defense. So you're not totally going to man coverage. I think he he feels very good about the coaching background. A lot of positives with Jeff, energy, coaching, you know, teaching specifically, communication, and being able to build the defense from the back end. And then obviously he thinks Jeff's going to bring in bring in great energy. The other two things that he was asked about, number one was strength and conditioning. Matt, first of all, praised Chris Gizzy, said he thinks Gizzy's awesome, but it was time to move on. He also did say that he doesn't think their hamstring issues were by any means all on the strength and conditioning staff or even not even necessarily partially on the strength and conditioning staff. He just said he thought it was it was time for a change there. And then he praised Aaron Hill, who they obviously brought in as their new strength and conditioning head coach or strength and their head of strength and conditioning. He said Aaron crushed his interviews. He mentioned how he thinks Aaron and San Francisco was doing a lot of cool things from a from a strength and conditioning standpoint. And he did mention that this is a this is a connections-based league, and Aaron has a lot of good connections, which ultimately helped Matt get a real sense of what Aaron's about. He was able to talk with Kyle, who he's obviously close with as the head coach in San Francisco, and he talked with the head of strength and conditioning in San Francisco, Dustin Perry, who also happens to be his wife's first cousin. So, I mean, a lot of people want to get into the nepotism talk. I don't think that means anything about this hire. Matt did not hire Aaron Hill because Dustin Perry, who's his wife's first cousin, said, please hire him, please hire him. That's not happening. But it was interesting. Sounds like Matt's excited about Aaron Hill, excited for a change. I mean, man, we'll, we'll see what happens, right? The last thing Matt sort of talked about was Sean Mannion, who they brought in to be, I want to say, a assistant quarterbacks coach. Basically, Matt heaped praise on Sean Mannion, said he loves Sean's experience, was always kind of expected him to go down this route of being a coach, said he's always respected Sean and how he's prepared and how he's helped players like Jared Goff when he was backing him up in LA. Matt really, really, really praised Mannion. He seemed really pleased about the fact that they got Mannion. He mentioned how during the NFC Championship game, which he noted he had no interest in watching, he jumped on a Zoom call with Sean Mannion, and Mannion laid out all the things that that he was going to present in an interview he had with the Bears. And Matt said, that's cool. That's actually really awesome. How about you come up to Green Bay, and we take you up here right after you're done with that interview. And so Mannion went to that interview. Matt said he doesn't know how Chicago let him out of the building. I think he actually, Matt mentioned that he did get an offer from Chicago, but Mannion chose Green Bay, and I'm excited for that. It's happened. From the way Matt talked about Sean Mannion, I now I'm a whole lot more excited about that hire. I, I'm really excited about what Mannion could be after after Tom Clements leaves, because it sounds like he's a pretty freaking awesome mind. So, love that. Those are sort of the takeaways from Matt's presser. Again, all the Halfley stuff, play style, vision, all that stuff. And then Aaron Hill, Matt's a fan of him, Matt's excited about him, and, of course, Sean Mannion. All right, let's move on to discussing Jeff Halfley and Jeff Halfley's press conference. Before we totally jump into that, I want to say I thought Halfley was awesome on the whole. I think he clearly knew what he was doing. He was obviously a head coach at Boston College, so he knows the media, how to handle them. But he looked cool, calm, cool, and collected up there. Looked awesome. And 
I don't know if he got some training before this of, of how to appeal to the fans, but man, he freaking knocked it out of the park because he appealed to me. So let's start right at the top. Showed up, gave his opening statement, thanked the thanked Mark Murphy, thanked Ed Policy, thanked Matt LaFleur, said Matt was a, a was a massive reason that he decided to leave Boston College and come to Green Bay. He said Matt's a great coach, a great person, a great leader, and a great family family man. Said how much he values that. And then he also mentioned Goody, said how the talent that Goody acquires made him really excited. He mentioned that he is super, super excited to work with the guys that Goody has brought in and the guys that Goody will continue to bring in. And then he finished, and the, his his finish to his opening statement basically made me say, yep, I, I'm all in on Jeff Halfley. He said, quote, this is the mecca of the football world. He basically said, and the, and the last reason I really wanted to come here was this is, this is it. This is, quote, the mecca of the football world world he cited how awesome the community is he said that the he said you know the Packers are the best football fans in the world quote maybe the best fans in the whole world but I'm just gonna pretend he didn't say the maybe let's just pretend he said the best fans in the whole world he he, he drew me in right from that opening statement and then from then on everything was gold so let's go over some of the key points the first thing why did he leave Boston College he said through really at the beginning that he was more drawn to Green Bay than drawn away from Boston College. But you could sort of get a sense throughout the interview of how much he disliked about college football. He mentioned how he was getting pulled in all sorts of different directions at college football, how over his time at, at BC, a lot more was thrown at him from recruiting to the transfer portal to NIL. All of that isn't exactly football related, but he had to deal with it as a college head coach. And now you can tell that he's really, really, really looking forward to just being able to coach football. He was, you know, talking about Lambeau and he said, quote, there's no one to see. You either stay here at, at Lambeau or go across the street to the hotel and fall asleep. Basically said, I, I'm, I love this. I, I, I do football or I go to my bed and I fall asleep. And then this was the most telling part. He said, quote, I feel like a kid in a candy store just being able to go out there and watch tape. He mentioned how clear and how happy he is and in the current mental state he's in without having to be pulled, as I said, in all different directions as a head coach. Yeah, man, he's in heaven. He just gets to go out there and do what he loves, which is coach football. And I think that was a big part of him leaving Boston College, going to Green Bay, in addition, of course, to the fact that Green Bay is the is the football mecca of the world and Matt LaFleur's awesome and Goody's awesome, which we already knew. So that was the first big takeaway, sort of why he left Boston College. We've speculated on that. That's more or less what we've said, but Halfley made it even more clear. Then the next thing, what is his defensive philosophy? What, what does Halfley want to do? So this was kind of the first question that he was asked Right off the bat, actually, his the, the first question he was asked was prefaced with, quote, Jeff, we've heard about what you like to do. And Jeff sort of cut off the question right away and said, what have you heard? And the reporter, again, I can't remember who asked this question. Apologies. But they said, quote, press man coverage every snap, kind of as a joke. And Jeff laughed and said, well, not every snap, but I like to press people. Music to my ears. Perfect start. You know, you go out there, you get you give this opening statement, and then you're asked... 
or the, you, someone starts asking you, Jeff, we've heard about what you like to do. And Jeff goes in and he says, yeah, no, I'm not going to press people every snap, but, but I like to press people. Perfect. Lovely. And then came the thing that made me say, this is the dude, right? Jeff then said his core belief on defense was, can you take your players, the players that you are given, and put them, each and every one of them, into the best position to make plays? His goal, he said, is to give the players what they need to go out there and play with their hair on fire. That is his scheme. Perfect. Exactly what I want. Addresses the physical aspect, right? He wants players to go out there and play with their hair on fire, fly, fly around, attack the football. Gorgeous. Got a smart defense, too, because he says the players that you are given take every single player that you have, not that you want to have, player that you have, and come up with ways that they can go out there and play their best football. Gorgeous. He's adjusting to his personnel, and he's he's playing fast physical defense, and that that thought was sort of hammered home throughout the press conference. He was asked, you know, what his thoughts on pressure are. He mentioned how you have to be you have to be malleable. You have to adjust. There are downs and distances where you absolutely have to get after the quarterback, he said, but there are also situations where you don't need to as much. And then he said there will be times where you're going to see us be more exotic, i.e. inventive blitz schemes, not plain bland Joe Barry stuff, or there there will be other times where we're more simple, maybe more like what we saw with Joe Barry. Basically, at the most basic level, Jeff said He's going to change his defense to match situations. Situations, Perfect. And then he was asked, this was another interesting uh, point that I wanted to go over. He was asked basically about Matt's statement about eyes on the quarterback. He said, you know, how is your love of press coverage going to coincide with Matt talking about vision on defense and eyes on the quarterback? And I thought his, his response was interesting. He said that his zone coverage is based on vision and break, where... When you do that, you allow players to play fast. They're not looking for guys as they're dropping into zones. They know where they're going. They're looking at the quarterback. And then when the ball's thrown, you have two guys already going at 100 miles per hour towards the ball carrier. He said this statement about vision is not about playing a bunch of zone coverage, though usually you end up playing zone because that's how you have eyes on the quarterback. But what it's about is playing fast physical football. So I get that this vision statement makes it seem like, oh, Joe Barry, zone. But there are plenty of ways to play zone defense that don't involve being passive. The best defenses play zone defense and aren't passive. It seems like passive is going to be the last thing that Jeff plans on doing. He, You can also still press in zone coverage, by the way. He's going to be aggressive. He's going to want to play fast physical defense, but that might come in a little bit of zone coverage, which is not the worst thing in the world. Then we get into more nuanced things. So we he, we sort of got his big overarching thoughts on defense, fitting players to scheme, getting uh, getting the, the most out of players, playing fast physical football. Sometimes you want pressure, sometimes you don't want pressure. And then we got individually into something. So his defensive staff was another thing he talked about, and he praised literally every single big member of his defensive staff. He went through he went through the guys essentially one by one. He talked about Rebrovich, talked about the defensive line, talked about Campanelli as a linebacker's coach, talked about Ryan Downard in the secondary, talked about Vince Ogobas as the assistant defensive line coach. He literally praised all of them. And then he was asked a bit about each of them individually, he talked about how much he loves talking football with Campanelli, but 
He had an interesting story. He basically said it at a bunch of stops, I've really wanted to bring in Campanelli, and it's never worked out. Our timelines have never really synced up. He, either he's locked in somewhere, or he's got a better offer somewhere, or I want to hire him, but I, I'm not able to hire him. This time, Halfley said, I turned up that recruitment dial. I said, Campanelli, you're coming. You're coming to Green Bay with me. And Campanelli was like, all right, I'm in. And he came up to Green Bay, and it sounds like Jeff's really excited to work with him on Vince Ogobas. This was interesting. He talked a lot and heaped a bunch of praise on Vince Ogobas, and he's the assistant defensive line coach, but I'm already super excited about Vince. He said Vince is an incredible teacher. His players love playing for him. He's able to cultivate remarkable relationships, and he's ridiculously smart. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And then he was also asked about Derek Ansley, who's going to be the, the secondaries coach. He talked about his relationship with, with Derek. He said he really thinks that Ansley's going to bring value because of his diverse background in terms of having worked with multiple different schemes, but also because of his coordinator experience. So he talked a bunch about his defensive staff, really heaped praise on, as I said, each of those guys. That was super interesting. I love how much the topic of teaching came up. Perfect. Now, now we've got, we've got, I'm going to fit my scheme to match my players. Perfect. I'm going to play fast physical football. Perfect. I'm going to mix up pressure at some times play. Basically, I'm going to adjust on defense. Oh, and I'm also going to make sure that we're teaching. Lovely. What more could you want? Then he was asked a little bit about players. He was asked about the importance of player development, which he emphasized, said that's ridiculously important. And then he was asked about info, input from players, how he how he values that, because, as we know, there's been some issue with communication with players in Green Bay in the past with, with Joe Barry. <clears throat> so, he said communication with players is remarkably important. He said the first step is building relationships. That is the first thing. The first key that you have to do as a coach, the first thing you have to do is to develop trust and develop a relationship with players. And he said he has to earn that trust, players have to earn that trust, so that you can go forward and you can you can trust each other. And then once that trust, the relationship is there, Halfley said, I love communicating with players. Love it. He mentioned how he learned more from Rondé Barber than Barber learned from him. He mentioned how awesome it was to work with Richard Sherman in San Francisco. And when he was going over film and Sh and Sherman was, was telling him, this is why I did it that way, Halfley wouldn't say, no, you're wrong for doing it that way, even though that's not the way Halfley would have would have taught it. He would say, hmm, you're an all-pro. Tell me why you do it that way. Oh, that's interesting. Your way's better than mine. Obviously, there's, there's nuance to that, but at the most basic level, maybe I like this way more. Maybe I will incorporate this into my teachings. Perfect. And then on Green Bay's players specifically... He was asked, you know, who who do you think there's players here? Who do you think there there are here that that you can move forward and really develop as cornerstones of the franchise? He said, I'm not going to give any names, which you probably expected me to do or wanted me to do. He said he didn't want to single any guys out, but he said he feels like there are a bunch of guys in Green Bay that he thinks can be cornerstones of the franchise as they go forward on the defensive side of the ball. He also mentioned that he has yet to talk to every player, said he he's spoken with Isaiah McDuffie, who he worked with at Boston College. Isaiah was his probably his best player he ever coached at Boston College. Um, so he mentioned Isaiah McDuffie, but he said... He's still getting through the process of talking to every player, talking to all their families. And then, one last thing that I thought was really interesting, a very niche note in his press conference, he was asked what he wants in his post-safety. Reporter said, 
you know, what are you looking for in your post safety? So the first thing he said was, I love the word that you, I, I love that you use the word post safety or two words technically, because that is exactly what we'd call it. So for those who don't know, in cover one systems, which Halfly generally runs, there is one safety deep. That's why it's, it's one high. There is one safety deep. So usually there are still two safeties on the field. Sometimes there are three if you're playing big nickel, but that gets a little bit complex. Usually there are two safeties. So one is in the box towards the line of scrimmage and one is deep. And that deep safety who is in that high coverage is called the post safety. And usually in cover one systems, that safety has a, has a big role. And so Halfley was asked what he wants in that guy. And he mentioned some key things. He said, first of all, I want that safety to be an eraser, a guy that just takes away passing options in the middle of the field. I also want that safety to be someone who can get takeaways, who can be rangy, be a bull hawk. I want someone who can communicate, get guys lined up, be a leader on the defense. And I want a guy that can go in and play man coverage at times. Then he said, so basically I just described the perfect player. He mentioned that, you know, obviously you can you can be different weights, different sizes and, and play different roles and play even that, that post safety role, even if you're not exactly the guy he described. But I do think with the way he described that player and the importance with which he he described that player, and later he was asked, you know, how important is that that post safety role? And he said, it is important. It is very important in, in my defense, despite the fact that, you know, the, the role of safeties has been generally diminished in the modern NFL. And I think that's interesting because Green Bay has nobody near that the, the type of player that he described. Darnell Savage, what can he do? He can't really be an eraser. He, he can't be a ball hawk. He's not a guy that's going to get a bunch of picks. He, I mean, I guess he can communicate, um, but he, he, you don't want him in man coverage either. Okay, so what are you, what's your next option? Rudy Ford, not really a massive ball hawk, probably not a big time eraser. Who knows how well he can communicate? I don't think he's ever had to lead the defense. And I'm not a big fan of Rudy Ford in man coverage. Jonathan Owens, definitely not that big ball hawking type. Don't think he can be an eraser in the passing game. I never want to put Jonathan Owens in man coverage. Oh, and can he communicate? Probably, but great, he can do one thing. The Packers don't have anybody to fit that role. So in my mind, the Packers are taking a safety high. They're going to have to because nobody is playing that post-safety role in the way Jeff Halfley described it with the with the defensive personnel that Green Bay has right now. So those were my were my were my big overall takeaways from the press conference. I, I just looking at Jeff as a person, first of all, I think he's an awesome guy. Love that. Also, that dude has a fire in his eye. He's a he's an he's an absolute dog, and he, I would be terrified of Jeff Halfley. He is he's a strong looking man, but he's also extremely smart, cerebral. Halfley nailed that press conference. It it started off well with him talking about football mecca and how awesome Green Bay fans are, and he ended it well too, talking about his family and how much he values them. Nailed it. 10 out of 10, Jeff Halfley. So the last thing I want to go over is what I said I, I wanted in a good defense, what a good defense looked like to me, and how Halfley mentioned those things in his press conference. So the first, I said there were two keys to me to having a good defense. The first thing I said was I wanted a fast, physical, sound defense. The second thing was I wanted a smart defense. But first, fast, physical, sound defense. Well, Halfley talked about that about a million times. And he I, he he and Matt both emphasized fast defensive play, physical defensive play. 
And actually, I think if you want to create a theme of this press conference, it's that every single person wants a fast, physical defense. Matt mentioned relentless play style. That's what he believes making defenses elite. Jeff Halfley kind of reiterated that same idea. Fast, physical defense. They talked about it a bunch. Now, I mentioned two key things in creating this fast, physical defense. How do you do that? The first thing I said was teaching. You have to have excellent teachers and excellent communicators. That is exactly what Jeff Halfley said. Jeff Halfley said, quote, your staff, they have to be great teachers and they have to be great communicators. He talked about that again and again and again. And when he was talking about his staff, what was something that came up over and over and over? Teaching. He he noted how much he loved Vince Ogleboss and what he does as a teacher. He mentioned how ultimately, as coaches, it is your job to give the players what they need to go out there and play fast physical football. The better you communicate, the more clear you are as a teacher, the more that's going to translate to fast physical football on the on the field. Boom. Bing pot. Perfect. And then the second thing that I said you needed to be a fast physical defense is energy. You have to have energy on defense. And everybody mentioned energy too in their pressers. Matt and Halfley both. First, Matt talked about the importance and how he expects Halfley to bring some big time energy. Halfley then mentioned how important it is. He said, you know, I want to be, he said, it doesn't necessarily have to be yelling, right? I, he says, quote, I want to be, I want to be, quote, demanding, but not, but never demeaning. But when they get on the field, it is go time. And he said, if we're going to ask players, he said, quote, this is a direct quote, if we're going to ask players to run around and get after it, then our coaches need to be the same way. Seems like energy's there, seems like teaching's there, fast physical defense, big check, green check mark. Then you move on, I said I wanted a smart defense. That came down to two things for me. The first thing was fitting your scheme to match your personnel. Well, Matt and Jeff both talked about that. Matt talked about how he thought Halfley would do a great job of, of bringing in a scheme that could match Green Bay's players, mentioned how he thought that was important, and then Halfley took the hammer and hit that nail on the head about 10 times. My favorite thing that Jeff Halfley said in, in sort of this area was when he talked about not being a guy that, that thinks a player has to fit any particular mold, not saying, oh, you have to be 190 pounds or 200 pounds if you want to play this role. Every player brings value, and he's going to find the best way for using that player. Perfect. A, A+. Plus, right? And then, when he was talking about his core beliefs at the very beginning, I talked about this, he said it is his job. As a coach, ultimately, it is his job to take his players, the players that are put in front of them, and put those guys in the best position to succeed. Put the players in the best position to succeed. Don't take your scheme and say, hey, you have to play this role. You have to play this role. Take the players that you have and say, hey, you could be really good at this role in, in this scheme. Oh, you maybe you're not as good at this role. Okay, let's see how we can incorporate your, your strengths to make our defense as good as it can possibly be. Perfect, right? Another, another A-plus there in terms of fitting defensive scheme to match personnel. And then the second thing that I really wanted to to have in a smart defense is adjustments, right? I don't want the same thing every single time. I want you to be able to, to play in different roles and look different at different times. And Halfley mentioned that too. When he was asked about pressure, he mentioned how there are different situations where you need different things. Sometimes situations call for less pressure, other times more pressure. He said, first of all, 
there are times when you absolutely have to get after the quarterback. He didn't say, we're always going to blitz the house or we're always going to sit back. He said, there are times when you have to absolutely get after the quarterback. There are also other times when you don't. He didn't say, in terms of press coverage, he didn't say, quote, we're always going to press guys. We're going to press guys every single snap. Instead, he, in, in fact, he specifically said, we're not going to press guys every single snap. But he said, hey, I do like to press guys. Perfect. Adjusting, check. Fitting defensive scheme to personnel, check. What does that mean? He talked about exactly what I wanted in a Spartan defense. Another big green check mark. Now, we, we can talk about how much this press conference means, but this is this is an opportunity. This is the really the first opportunity we've got to hear from Jeff Athley. And no, this means so much less than watching the defense go out there and try to play will mean. For sure. 100%. But when you, when you want to talk about halfway doing as much as he can to leave a, a positive impression, he, he did exactly that. And do I believe now that we have a chance of getting a defense that fits their personnel to, to match the scheme and adjusts more and plays smarter defense and plays faster defense and plays more physical defense? I do believe that there's a good chance we get that. There's a decent chance we get that, right? He checked every single box that I have. Every answer that I wanted to hear. If you said, here are the questions that's gonna that are going to be asked, what kind of would you look would you like Jeff Halfley's answers to 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 sound like? That is what I want them to sound like. Now, the final caveat that I want to end this episode with, and this is amusing, right? Because I said, yeah, you know, I'm going to do these more frequent episodes. They're not going to take up a bunch of your time. Here I am going on 30 minutes or 40 minutes, actually. But the final caveat is, ironically, none of it matters. It's all talk right now. It's, it's the right talk. Every single thing that I wanted to hear, I heard. But ultimately, it's just words in the air, and it doesn't mean anything until we see that smarter, more physical, faster defense on the field. For now, I'm optimistic. I am so much more optimistic right now about the defense than I would be if Joe Barry were still the defensive coordinator, no question, right? There, there, no doubt. I'm more optimistic, but the reality is I've been burned too many times, and I'm not very old. But I've been burned too many times. I can't imagine how other Packers fans are feeling. I've been burned too many times. I'm not putting expectations on this defense. I'm not saying they're going to be top 10. I'm not even saying they're going to be top 15. I don't expect anything. The offense, as far as I'm concerned, is going to have to go carry this season. But I'm about as optimistic as one can be that we might get a little bit surprised and we might get some more positive defensive performances than we're expecting. That is what I have for you. Thank you so much, so, so much for listening to Dedicated Packers in, in this episode. I will be back on, as of right now, Sunday. I don't see any more big news coming, so I'll be back on Sunday. We won't be talking about the Halfley Presser then, because there's this episode for that. We will be talking about Packers' needs, but so glad you decided to listen. Really, really happy. And again, when more big news starts dropping, we're going to start doing these episodes more frequently just so that we don't have to take up massive portions at the beginning of every episode talking about bits of news. Now, I mean, kind of amusing because I just took up 40 minutes talking about a Halfley Presser, but also imagine how much time that would have been tacked on to the to the Packers' Biggest Needs episode. So that's what I have for you. Again, thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Sunday, but until then, same ending as always. 
you know what it is. Go Pack Go!